I don't have any. I don't have any plans for a cold open, but we should make it festive, okay, guys? Okay. Because it's December, Give we have me... to pretend we like Christmas. Oh my God, you should do. Okay, here's what you need to do. All right. And do, do not put this in a cold open. Cut what I'm about to say out, but do this. Okay. Put jingle bells over the boiling. <laughs> oh, like sleigh bells. Yeah. Oh my God, I'll do that instead of the. Okay. Jingle, it's jingle bells instead of the the like triangle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh. <laughs> Just it'll it'll be even in the same rhythm as close. It'll be like boiling, and you hear ching, and then ching, oh. and then just ching, 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 <clears throat> ching. December 24th in Hollis Ave in the dark When I see a man chilling with his dog in the park I approach very slowly with my heart full of fear Looked at his dog, oh my god, an ill reindeer Thank you for that No problem, I'm getting in the spirit, bro Yeah, I mean, it's December And uh, it's the weather has not changed in California It might as well be any other season It's just slightly colder than normal um, I don't know what it's like for you guys But... Um, <laughs> You know, hopefully. Uh, yeah, cold as balls. I got snow here today, in in December, the month that we're in as we're recording this. <laughs> uh, Yay, I see December. Carol. I see Carol outside. It being December and all. You know, I'm. Still I'm drinking digesting. this hot chocolate. What with it being December and all. I'm. I'm drinking eggnog, but I don't actually have eggnog, so I'm drinking bourbon. Um... <laughs> Ah, uh, December. We can actually start thinking about Christmas in a positive light instead of going, why the fuck are you bringing this up and by before Halloween you or before Thanksgiving or whatever? Oh, anyway. I have, kind of, I have kind of a funny story about that. Let's hear it. One of the first times I ever interacted with the police. <laughs> this is going to be good. Um. It's, it's we're gonna, pretty We're going to analyze it and then give it a freshness rating, okay, Alan? Okay. Um, so, I was 19 years old. Oh, go on. Uh, I, was working, I was working at Sonic Drive-In. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my friends who were in junior college at the time uh, decided, hey, let's go around and unplug people's Christmas lights because it's October and people shouldn't have Christmas lights up. Mm. Alan speaks for the people. So we went around unplugging people's Christmas lights. I'm a genius at 19, by the way. I said, hey, I don't want people to see my face. I'm going to wear a Jason mask. Mm. (laughs) Oh, boy. So we're going from house to house unplugging Christmas lights. Here's where we get caught. And we, we, we we almost finished this. We took the lights off of someone's house and were putting them on their neighbor's house. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what got us caught. Our goals got a little too lofty. You reached for the you you flew too close to the sun, Alan, and then your Jason mask melted. So suddenly, I'm I'm my hands are up and I'm putting lights up lights on someone else's house, and and I'm right in front of a window. (laughs) Oh. 
lights lights come on i can see like this lady in the window and i just fucking bolt <laughs> um so i i bolt away from the scene of the crime uh but my work hat had come off while we were doing that oh um so i i uh my sonic it, it was it I was very worried because I knew it could be traced back to me because in in Kansas City, there is likely only one Sonic drive-in hat with green hair dye stains in it. <laughs> um, uh, I had green hair at the time. Okay. So <laughs> we, uh, we wait an hour and a half, and then we just go back to see if we can find my hat. And sure enough, there's police and a detective there. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, you're the guys. Oh. (laughs) And we're like, oh, yeah, we're the the guys. And man, is it fortunate that we were all white. Um, Oh. Because they they left us with a warning. And uh, they they took my mask away. And what they told me, uh, they got our names and numbers. And what they told me specifically was, if we find out that something like this happened again, we're calling your place first. <laughs> now, has, uh, has have there been any copycats well, since then? No, but this story, the, get ready for the ending. Okay. So we leave. I go back home. About two years later... <laughs> I'm I'm asleep before a work shift. My mom comes to my room and knocks on my door. I'm I'm living with my parents at the time. And she says, "Hey, you've been here all day, right?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> Cuz apparently some dude in a Jason mask robbed a bank. <laughs> <laughs> And the police wanted to know if you knew anything about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> no. I, I, I've been here all day. <laughs> wow. Someone someone took your lead and just t- upped the ante, like, tenfold. That's what happened. So there's my story. That's That's incredible. I'm, I am sure you've done all kinds of stupid bullshit in your life. How many bad decisions have you made? <laughs> so many. And I didn't even drink till I was 21. That's weird. B- both you and Greg didn't drink till you were 21. Yep. So with that story in, hi, everyone. Welcome to Undercooked Analysis. <laughs> uh and uh, happy December, everybody. I am David King, your host with the most, where there's no snow and only sun. Uh, <laughs> joining me tonight are my co-hosts, Mr. Dead Pallet. Yeah. And Mr. Alan Chaney. Where there is snow and everything is terrible. I'm... I don't know whether to be sorry or not sorry, but the terrible part makes me assume... Sorry. What do you call... Yeah. Something with antlers that is scary. Um, a oh. caribou. Uh, 
What are we <sighs> reading tonight? Reading a Nancy's Goatman story. <clears throat> Sorry, I think I had an aneurysm or a stroke or both at that. Uh, yeah, so um, this was... More like a Nancyism. Brandon, go home. You goaded me into it. Oh God, God, damn it! I'm normally okay. You know what? This, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Normally, I'm the one with the puns, so it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. These puns are getting pretty bad. Yeah. Oh <laughs> God. Anyway, tonight's story is an man goat man story. Uh, this was suggested to me by one of my patrons, and I actually have the patron in front of me at this point, not sitting right in front of me or tied up and gagged in front of me. I mean, just uh, Kyle Kaplinger uh, was kind enough to share this. So thanks, Kyle. I hope uh, the wait wasn't too long. And everybody else who pitched a story to me, don't worry. I will. Get, we will. We will get to yours. I promise. It's gonna happen. Unless you pitch something by certain authors, and then I can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't name names. <laughs> I won't say who, but if you know who we associate with, we just for the sake of friendships and, and camaraderie, we can't read certain stories. Uh, what, who is who suggested this? Uh, Kyle Kaplinger. Okay. Okay. Does that ring any bells for you? Yes. I'm kind of... I'm trying. It's mind struggling. Anyway, is he is Kyle um, an Ashcan kid? I believe. Yes. So actually, yes. he is. Yes. Okay. That explains that. So Kyle, uh, thank you for supporting both me and uh, Dead Palette. I appreciate that. Uh, and you're going to read your story. Uh, you don't say, support me, so go to hell. Yes, not really. When are you uh, gonna say, have? When are you gonna start a, patre- a Patreon, Alan? He, he's going to start a Patreon to to take down people's Christmas lights and put them up <laughs> on other people's houses. Yeah, get into Man, the spirit. If I have oh, every 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 few months or so, I catch myself thinking like, we almost fucking did it. <laughs> 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 I don't I don't regret I don't regret what I did at all. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, sure, like, I'm sure you stand by it, and I would I stand by your decision to do that. Legit no guilt felt whatsoever. That's wonderful. Just like, man, I was so close to pulling that off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, without further ado... City, from 4chan's X on Friday, September 28th, 2012, at 1.31 uh, a.m. Eastern Time edited slightly from the original thread to improve grammar and flow. Here's my story. Uh, green may may ar- arrows. Green text arrows, right? Yeah. Yep. Alright. B-16. Be black and have a family down in Alabama. They farm and own a huge amount of land down in Huntsville. Oh god, Huntsville. <sighs> Things oh, are no. just getting started. Oh. Uncle owns a big Let's house. Let's get it started. Ha. Yeah. Uncle owns a big house and a bunch of trailers they put out in the woods for hunting or camping. Down South Cousins suggested we go out there to camp. No, I'm So, listening. are are we to guess that this is now a Huntsville camping trip? 
Is this in the same universe as Huntsville Camping Trip? <laughs> Is well, this is this. This seems to literally be a Huntsville camping trip. Oh wow! Uh, no, I'm a city kid from Chicago, so they tease the fuck out of me. Collect food, kill a pig and some chickens, and bring nece- necessities to camp out for a few days. Wait, so oh, did they kill pig and chickens on the farm? Oh wait, never mind. Sorry. Uh, we get to the camp, and it's obvious oh, something. Uh, that light in the sky. <laughs> is it Mr. Illiterate? Oh, Mr. Elizabeth, Mr. Illiterate. I'm um, thank God you're here. I'm glad. Mr. You... Mr. Elizabeth. Mr. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. Thank God you're here. That, that's that's <laughs> going to be like the 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 son of uh, Miss Elizabeth grows up to be a Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> The son of Miss Elizabeth and Macho Macho Man Randy Savage. Are we are we slowly developing the uh, the origin story of Mister Illiterate? His real name is Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, the story's getting stupider and stupider. I love it. <laughs> and, if, uh, and if you need and if you need help uh, understanding a story, we'll give you a back massage and possibly a hand job. <laughs> but it'll be a chafy one. Yeah. We get Th- that's ca- that's what they call them. A chafy one. <laughs> it's like you want me to go behind the shed, I'll give you a chafy for five bucks. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh man. We're not even we call that, that story. We call that a tugger where I'm <laughs> People are hating us so hard right now, I'm sure. Uh we get to the camp and it's obvious something is weird. Air has this weird electric smell, like right before a storm, like ozone. We think nothing of it and unpack and go down to a little creek to swim for a few hours. All of a sudden, some older white guy and a white teenager come out of the bushes. He has a shotgun on the crook of his arm and says hello and asks us what we're doing this far back in the woods. Tell him about my uncle, who he knows, and says we're ca- and say we're camping out. He tells us we need to be real careful out here and stick together. There was a big animal in the woods. His son, who is my age, asks if he can stay and hang out with us. He says, okay. And here the green texting ends. So, I, I, I imagine any ta- anyone who has a shotgun in the crook of their arms as like an old-timey turn of the la- century before last, like hunter. Huh? For, for like... What you, like what you would expect to see in the Hounds of Baskerville adaptations and plays and shit. <laughs> he has like a smoking jacket under his like hunting coat and Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh um I think this is uh Alan. Go for it, Alan. Okay. I'm going to stop green texting because the story is fairly long and the format is harder to write in. That's that's weird that they just like abandon doing green text like Started doing green text and I'm like, fuck this. Man, who needs that green text shit? So we ended up playing football, dicking around with me. There's the white kid, Tanner, five of my cousins, and then the four of their friends. In total, there were five girls and six boys. We were all around 15, 17 and then I saw Lauren and was like, sweet, hey, Lauren. Hell yeah. Making out under a table. Um, Lauren's was the only 
<laughs> only white girl there. <laughs> we we ended up just dicking dicking the day away. <laughs> pluck, pluck, pluck away. We're going to pluck all day today. Pluck, pluck, pluck away. We're going to pluck all day. Remember to pluck your twangers and bounce your balls. See, we can have stupid phrasing in this because we already know that our author is a 4chaner. <laughs> so, like, they, they can they can say retarded stuff like this. Yeah. I just want to read that again because it's just beautiful. We ended up just dicking the day away. So we had... <laughs> what is a dickable afternoon? <laughs> we get it. We, we, we did it. We did some... Uh, we did some uh, chaffies and... <laughs> So we headed. So and crack open the cluster. <laughs> Pour a tear away from. <laughs> Heck of a decibels. So we oh head back. We head back to the camp and pulling out some stuff for a campfire. Even though the trailer is both had kitchenettes, Tanner says that his family's property sits up against my uncle's. He wants to run home and ask his dad if he can come out camping with us. My cousin Rooster says he's going to go with him since he's going to get since it's going to get dark soon. One of the girls also wants to tag along. I love that he has a cousin named Rooster. I don't I don't know anyone who is black that has the nickname Rooster. We do now. <laughs> I, maybe that's just me being racist, but I I think of that as like a really like redneck nickname. Well, I, guess um, I guess they are rednecks yeah, regardless. They're, yeah. They're down south. Alright. It's about 7 o'clock, and it's starting to get pretty dank. Dark. <laughs> oh my god. Keep it together, guys. We're, we're never going to finish this story at this rate. Oh, shit! Is that the name of the story? It's getting pretty dank. <laughs> It's about 7 o'clock, and it's starting to get pretty dark. They take flashlights and take the trail toward Tan's property. The rest of us chill. We make s'mores, drink, and kiss on the girls. Yeah! Hell yeah! Wait, are those your cousins? No? About 30 or 40 minutes later, there was a smell of ozone again. You could smell it over the smell of the fire we had started. Uh-oh, there's the word started. Oh, we we really are getting a Huntsville oh, camping Huntsville. trip. No! Never, we'll never get away from Huntsville. We barely this started. Are, this really nasty, coppery smell, like right after you've had a nosebleed and it's stopped. It wasn't like, it wasn't exactly like dried blood, but it was that nasty, metallic, back of your throat smell. Back of your throat smell. Uh, we immediately think back, back, back of your cousin's throat smell. <sighs> we immediately yeah. think that it's some kind of electrical malfunction or someone left a hot plate on or some shit. We search the trailers and nothing is on, and we can all smell it. All of a sudden, we can hear people looking down the path. We can hear people booking down the path towards us. And Rooster, Tan, and the girl all come running into the clearing out of breath, and they don't even break stride. They all run into the trailer right by where the fire is. We all get the fuck out of there and into the trailers. They end up calming down. Even Rooster is crying his fucking eyes out at this point. 
All the while, the fire is guttering lower and lower, so my other cousins say fuck it and are about to go outside to get the generator out of a shed between the trailers. Tanner goes, fuck no, lock the door, uh, lock the front door, ain't nobody else going outside. He's been crying too, and his eyes are bloodshot. And, oh, and uh, I'm done <laughs> quoting, I'm done quoting, I should stop the accent. He's been crying too, and his eyes are bloodshot and puffy, and his pants are dirty as shit. He goes on to tell us that they went up to his house. His father said sure, he could go out camping. But to make sure they were careful on the way back, and that maybe they should take one of the hunting rifles just in case. Evidently, Tanner had seen something in their yard a few days before. One of their pigs had come up ripped up and half-eaten. They assumed it was just some big cats or coyotes, even though they don't usually fuck with live animals. So it's probably a chupacabra. He had yeah. gone upstairs and packed his stuff and told his dad they would be mm, okay without the rifle because coyotes avoid people. So they started walking back towards where we were camping. I mean, it is true. Yeah, they... So they started walking oh. back towards where we were camping in near Huntsville. Don't. So Rooster finally stops crying and shaking. The girl already had... Does the girl not have a name? But she was just staring out the window with a dumb look on her face. He says they had gotten halfway into the woods toward the camp when they started to hear shit in the forest. It was almost... Uh, it was almost... Mm -hmm. It was almost pitch black at this by this time. So they weren't sure at first when, what the fuck it was. The girl says that she heard something in the bushes right off the trail and they all beamed their flashlights over there and there was something, there was someone standing back in the woods in a little hollow. Rooster said they shouted at him and told him that he was scaring the fuck out of them and what a dick he was. Uh, <laughs> I like Alan, that. Alan, can you do me a favor and find out how many times the word started shows up <laughs> in this story? Okay. Just the word start? Started. 29. We got to start it. Nine. Okay. Not not bad. Uh, he says that's when he realized that the guy was facing away from them. So they started walking. And they st start smelling this uh, the nasty coppery ozone smell. They say that they look off into the forest on the opposite side. And it's a dude standing in the forest, backwards, slightly closer to the path. Like he's facing backwards? <clears throat> yeah, that was phrased kind of clunky, but this I get the picture. Oh, interesting. So they walk, and then they see someone with their back to them. Okay. So now they start power walking, and Tan keeps going. I should have taken the fucking rifle. As they're telling the story, the smell is still super strong, even inside the cabin. Cool story itself. Um, the theming of like the, the coppery ozone smell, uh, I really like that. That's a nice detail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think that we get a good sense of who our narrator is and the situation that they're in. Yeah. 
This is already um, this is already a much better remake of Huntsville Camping Trip than Huntsville Camping Trip. Anyway, yes, Huntsville Camping Trip was a very poor remake of Huntsville Camping Trip. <laughs> <laughs> potato, potato. Anyway, whose turn is it? It's yours. You. As they started telling the story. Oh, what? What? Started telling the story. Yeah, go ahead. Just... As as they're telling the story, the smell is still super strong, even inside the cabin. I just read that bit, dude. Oh. You're the next one. They say that after they started walking faster, a kind of low gibbering had started mm-hmm. coming from both sides of the woods. Of the wood. Of the wood? It should be woods, yeah. right? The, well, you must find him on the far side of the wood. It could be woods, but wood is a more old-timey either, way of uh, either, either talking works. about the broader expanse. Anyway. And as they started booking it back to the trailer, the girl said she had flashed her titties flashlight <laughs> out in the woods to the side of them, and they had something jerking itself <laughs> through the woods. Oh! And seen something jerking itself through the woods. Oh! <laughs> it was dead palette. <laughs> they found his jack-off corner. That's that's dead palette going crazy because he can't find a corner in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard tale of the gibbering jerker? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm tired and I'm losing my shit. We can do this, you guys. Come on. <laughs> the gibbering just got louder and louder. <laughs> <laughs> and then they could see the light from our camp from our campfire. Something had come out of the woods about 40 yards behind them into the track, onto the track, and they had just flat out ran as hard as they could to the trailer. The story isn't bad by any means. I'm just losing my shit. No, it's, you're right. It's, it's a good story so far. I'm just. Yes. This idea of the gibbering jerker, the the, the <laughs> image I have in my head is so vivid. The gibbering jerker. <laughs> I would ask artists to draw this stuff on Tumblr on uh, on Twitter, but I'm sure that they would get banned from Twitter instantly for drawing the gibbering jerker. <laughs> no, every. Okay, people, artist, artist. I want you to draw the gibbering jerker, but I want you to draw them from behind. <laughs> With their pants around their ankle, just running through the woods. <laughs> so, we're out in the fucking woods, and we're assuming at this point it's some rednecks or some shit trying to fuck with us. All of a sudden, my other cousin, Junior, starts going on about how he went to school with a native kid that was telling us about the goat man or some shit. We probably tell him to shut the fuck up because we don't need any spooky talk right now. So this story is like a genuine version of uh, that rewrite of the rake that's supposed to be a joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, called again? oh uh, yo, dude, do you own a dog? Yeah, yeah. This is like that, but taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, 
we promptly tell him to shut the fuck up because we don't need any of that spooky shit. And it's like, yo, the natives were talking about this goat man or some shit. Because <laughs> it has that vernacular to it. Yeah. Yo, dude. What, are they from like upstate New York now? No, no, I was quoting Matt Matt Holly in that story. But oh. I can't do a Matt Holly impression, so I mean, yeah, because Matt Holly isn't from upstate New York, I no. don't think. But the way he did but, it, it was like, yo, yo, dude, you a dog. He did it kind of like that. They're supposed to be from Baltimore, which is weird. So anyway, um, anyway but so, he just keeps going on and on about how it's the fucking goat man. And how we're, uh, we're in his woods and blah, blah, blah. Now, at the time, I had never heard of this goat man or any of that. But then a couple years ago, the year before I graduated from college, I had a Mimon? Minon? Minon? Menon? Menon for a roommate. And I ended up asking him about it. And to sum it up, it's basically a fucking man with a head of a goat and can be shapeshift and can shapeshift and he gets among groups of people to terrorize them. It it's also supposed to be kind of like the Wendigo, but it's bad mojo to even talk about it or even worse if you see it. Um I am just like chugging along trying to read and concentrate but my eyes are like getting delirious let's uh how much what's what's what the fuck is a minom are we gonna have to google that oh this is longer than i thought it was gonna be um it's up there we're gonna power through it don't worry guys yeah i'm not seeing anything you're not finding the word minom Oh, I think it's the Menom. Yeah, the Menominee Native Americans. I think they talk about the Wendigo. Okay. And the Goat Man in this case. Um, I think this is. uh, I think this is you, Alan. I've heard. Cool. I've heard of like uh, Wendigos, and I don't know who came up with them, but I'm trying to uh, get the young people to Wendigo to the polls. Here's the third part of the Revolver trilogy, where uh, Dead Pallet says another pun, and I blow my fucking brains out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Keep in mind, I didn't know this back when I was 16. So my cousin is going, the goat man's going to get in and fucking get us. The girls are all terrified, and my cousins and I are all fucking trying to figure out if it's just some hillbillies or if it's some animal hillbillies animals what's the difference so all of a sudden (laughs) the smell just goes away one of them can vote for donald trump i'll so all of a sudden the smell just goes away like to this day i haven't even experienced anything like it like usually smells fade away or lessen it just literally was there one second and then not not the second as a, that's a good little detail. Yeah. I like how I can just picture, like, if this wasn't on a, on 4chan, like, I could just picture the guy sitting there, like, saying, no, you don't get it. This it was like this. Like, you know, like, 
I like that. I like this. I, I'm liking this story, actually, so far. Yeah, so, so am I. Uh, I read it before and enjoyed it, but now, like, I can't. I can't get this image of the, the gibbering jerker out of my head. So I can't take the story seriously. The, um, the gibbering jerker wearing his gibbering gherkin. Uh, and once you've seen him, it's bad mojo. <laughs> so after an hour, making it around nine or ten. So, uh, so it's after an hour, making it around ten, nine or ten. We've stopped shitting bricks enough to go back outside and stoke the fire again. We figured it was some assholes trying to fuck with us, so we don't go back home, because we don't think if we do, because we think if we do, they'll chase us through the woods or some crazy shit. Now, when you say that, I'm imagining the gibbering jerker jerking it off to the cadence of that band. Jerk, 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 jerk. <laughs> All right. I, did we lose? Nothing else. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, okay. Hmm? Nothing else weird happens that night. And we stay another night. <laughs> and for. <laughs> no. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Nothing else, nothing else weird happened that night besides us making out with our cousins. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> and we stay another night, and for the main part of the night, nothing happens. At about one in the morning, we're outside getting drunk and telling ghost stories. Us, gang, us, a gang of unattended children. <laughs> As someone is finishing some too spooky story, I don't remember what about. Too spooky. The smell comes back. The smell comes back. It's so fucking strong that one of the girl lit- girls literally starts vomiting. I like where this is going. Um, oh, this is... Uh, I stand up, and you can actually feel how clammy the air is. I say we should get inside, and this isn't right. We should have just, we should have just fucking left. <laughs> what are you thinking, Alan? What? You sounded like you were about to say something, like a funny thought was coming to you. I, I literally just yawned. Ah, <laughs> uh, we all go back inside and we're standing around. <laughs> my cousin just keeps going on and on about the goat man. Until my cousin Rooster tries to shut him the fuck up. And all the while, I'm just feeling that something's wrong and I can't figure out what the fuck it is. I can't, it's the fucking smell. Yeah. So I go back to kissing on my cousin. <laughs> we end up sitting in there for a while. The smell is just as strong, and I'm becoming increasingly more southern as the night progresses. You need to stop that, son. We're too white for this. And we're terrified and all huddle in this camper. We end up cooking brats for everybody because nobody wants to go outside. It's one of those packs with four brats. So we have a total of three packs. Is everyone all brushed up on the brat math? <laughs> this brat math is going to be important, you guys. I grill them up on the stove and give everybody a hot dog. I get mine. After a while, one of my cousins gets up and goes over to the pot to get another one. 
So everyone got their their hot dog, and you got to get yours before I get mine, and this kind of shit happens all the time. Anyway, um, uh, we're forgetting that our our narrator is supposed to be from Chicago. That's why I said I became increasingly more southern as the nights progressed. <laughs> Maybe it's one of those things where you're trying to fit in, so you just uh, subconsciously start slipping into an accent. Oh, I do it every time I go back to Florida to visit family. Uh, so you're just, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm totally a natural Floridian. You know. Well, I mean, I was born there, so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. In Panama City. Someone fucking read. Oh, <laughs> is it me? Yeah, I think so. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, he starts grumbling about how I get two brats and everybody else only got one. And it looks, and I look at him like he's fucking stupid. I tell him that everybody only got one because there were only 12 brats. If he wants more, he should open up a new pack and cook some more. Keep in mind, earlier in the story, five, uh, what was, what did they say? It was like six boys and five girls altogether. I believe counting, so. Counting Tanner. Yeah, I, I don't know why you brought up that subject. Oh, that's when the you can girl. Never, that... you, you can never fucking get on my case about puns ever again, okay? Okay. Yeah, but but my bad puns are like bad enough to be good, and yours are like just. That remains. That's to when be the seen. girl that, that had remains... been out with, with Rooster and Tan just started screaming, "Oh Jesus! Oh Lord! Get it out!" She. She started, she's crying and shivering, and then it dawns on the cousin standing up, what the fuck is wrong? Me and him both glance around the room, and then I feel my heart fucking sink. I run the fuck out of the cabin, and the girl runs out with us. The trailer door is banging against the side of the trailer as everyone books out of the cabin. Well, I'm glad you guys booked out. Come back and stay again some other time. We have a fresh booking. One of my cousin's friends asks us what the fuck was wrong. I start counting us. There's only 11 now. Oh, I shit you not, my cousin verified. There have been 12 people in the cabin. Being the being that everybody didn't really know each other well, nobody had really noticed the whole fucking time that there was an extra person. And then I realized earlier that I had kind of noticed something was off. You know when you're just dicking around having a good time and you don't sweat the smallest shit? And you don't always keep track of certain stuff? I'm dead sure that someone else had been in the trailer with us. And that they had been there for at least a fucking day, eating with us. What makes it worse is, I could I could figure out which one, because I don't think anyone ever actually interacted with the other person slash the goat man. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been in situations like that where you're not sweating the small stuff, and you overlook something like that, and you're like, dead sure. I am absolutely I'm dead sure about a lot of things. You're gonna be dead if this keeps up. Alan! The girl kept praying. No, it's it's Alan, isn't it? Oh, okay. Well, maybe the losing order is also part of it. It's it's DP. Okay. Okay. I, I read that one sentence above the one you oh, just okay. read. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what that's what's throwing me off. Surely. 
Yeah, no, this this thing has a lot of numbers in it, and I am too tired to do math. The girl kept praying to Jesus, and we're all sitting outside. Eventually, we get big ass sticks. <laughs> we get big ass sticks and go back in the cabin, but there's nobody there. We count again, and there's 11 people. We go back into the trailer and lock the door. We explain what the fuck happened, and the girl says that she realized, too. And that's when he was about to say something. The person sitting next to her grabbed her leg hard and leaned over towards her and said something she couldn't understand. What? Okay, hang on. So the important thing to take away from this is that they grab big-ass sticks. And that when he was about to say something, the person sitting next to her had grabbed... Oh! Okay, this was this earlier. Girl, this girl realized earlier... Earlier. Okay, that's what I'm that, missing, I guess. That, that something was weird about the person there, because the person grabbed her leg hard and said something she couldn't understand to her. Oh, that was probably the Goatman. It's like, you're not my cousin. I can't make out with you. Donald Goatman. (laughs) (laughs) Attorney at law. So now it is is you, Alan. Me. So we're pretty much scared as fuck as we huddle together and I fall asleep. When I wake up, the sun is just coming up and half the people are asleep and the other half are packing our shit up. We all want to walk back home, but like... Four people want to stay until the sun is all the way up, and some people think that we're just fucking around and still want to stay in the trailers. I just want to get the fuck out of the woods. The girl's name was Kara. Kara Knightley. Uh, um, the one that the goat, um, goat man had touched. Inappropriate. Anyway, I asked her if she, ha- uh, if she was thinking, thinks it was something bad, and she says she wants to go home and she doesn't want to be out in the woods alone for another night. So we decide to split up. The four that want to go can go. But I have to stay because I have the keys to the cabin and it's my uncle's and I have to lock up. I'm super pissed at this point because I feel like people aren't taking this shit seriously. And I definitely didn't want to be out in the woods for another night. I spend the rest of the day trying to convince the rest of the people, now four girls and four guys, to get the fuck out of Dodge. Tanner leaves with them to go get a rifle and says he's going to be back. So there are just seven of us left by 4 p.m. Yeah, they should have just left all of them. Time to split up, gang. At around 5 p.m., he hasn't made it back yet. We're getting extremely antsy, and the only reason I stopped bragging, begging, blah, blah, and the only reason I stopped begging them to go because I was to go back was because he went to get a gun. You, and, you turned into me there for a second. Annie, Will get you, your were, gun. Annie, get were, your gun. Where you could, Annie, get your gun. <laughs> you turned into me where you just like have to read it word for word. Yeah. I, your your reading comprehension is is plummeting down the dead palate levels. It's your goddamn fault. You and your puns are destroying it's about, 
5.30 p.m. or so when one of my cousins that didn't stay says that the girl Kira is outside. We all look outside, and sure enough, she's standing by the fire pit with her back to the cabin. Why is she wearing a furiously schlicking off? Why is she wearing a gherkin? Why is there gherkin around her knees? A pickle? (laughs) That was a cucumber when when we first saw it. (laughs) Now I'm thinking to myself, if she was so fucking scared, why the hell would she come back? And then I get this nasty feeling in my gut. Keep in mind the whole time the coppery smell has been gone. Now I realize I can smell just a twinge of it. I say this to the rest of them and everybody. And these are the people that wanted to stay in the fucking woods after we had the goddamn goat man in our midst. Is laughing at me and asking if I set set this up to scare them. I'm looking at them like, I'm not fucking bullshitting you all at the... All at, at all right now. Oh my god. All I I asked them why the fuck would I play like that? Uh God damn it. Oh my god. My eyes are aren't even focusing on words. Oh So I go outside so one of the girls goes outside to get Kira. She gets halfway to her and stops cold. Kira starts heaving. I don't know why, how the fuck to describe it. Sort of like if someone with their back turned was laughing without actually making any sound. It was this fact that made me realize there was not a fucking sound in the whole woods. It was dead silent. That's spooky. This was like later in September. Uh, No, that's you. Go. We are. Oh, oh, you guys. Oh, are you hanging in there (laughs) with us? Are you? uh, I appreciate it. Wow. Go, Alan. This was like later in September, so it's still fairly hot at the time. But it was super chilly some days too, and you could usually hear big ass geese honking or some kind of birds or. Squirrels chit-chatting. So I step out the door and tell her to come back in the fucking trailer right goddamn now. She backs up into the trailer and we lock the fuck uh, the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> We're giggling idiots at this point, or at least uh, I am. We pull down all the shades except one and put a guy there in a chair to watch her. She stands there for another 20 minutes or so. The guy turns to us and says she's still there. And there's a huge fucking bang on the door. We all jump the fuck up and scramble around the living room with a trailer. The banging is super fucking loud. So now my cousin is holding one of the girls and the other two are kind of giggling with nervous laughter. And me and the other guys are the other two guys are shitting bricks with an X. Bricks it. <laughs> uh, the, the, the bricks in his butt were brexiting his butt. <laughs> God damn. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> Alan. I said your name. You, you're on Jinx. 
Okay. Then we hear Tan. He's screaming, let me the fuck in. Stop fucking playing. So we go over to the door and open it, and he stumbles in with a rifle. There's nobody else outside. Evidently, he had walked up to the campsite. Nothing weird happened in the forest, but he had seen a girl. Mind you, he said it was not Kira standing there. When he had gotten to the edge of the clearing, he, she had turned toward him with the slack-jawed look and just stared him down, slowly tracking him as he walked around the outside of the clearing towards the camp. He said it wasn't until he was almost halfway to the trailer he had realized that she was getting closer to him. She had started off by the fire, and without him even seeing her move, she had been turning, inching closer. He had said he said he just ran the rest of the way back to the cabin, thinking it would open. And when he got to the door, it was locked. He turned it and was about half the distance to the door. I, you know, I was walking back to the back to the trailer, and and out there near the fire was Mister Booby Buttholes. Ooh wee. Ooh wee! Uh, is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. We're getting. He looks there, guys. around. He looks. He looks around the room, and then gets super pale. He pulls me to the side and whispers in my ear, "You know there are only seven of us in here, right?" When I uh, I get this uh, get that feeling in your, mm, I get that feeling where your stomach drops to your nuts. <laughs> I'd only been back inside the trailer when we were were sorting out who was going where, and when we were all when we all went outside to talk earlier in the day, it had just slipped right back in. We looked out the window, and there's nobody out there. So I recount everyone, and then basically, I go over and ask everyone how many people were here earlier. And everybody says eight. I'll say, well, how many are here now? They all do the count and then realize there are only now seven people in the cabin. Oh! So Is this Tan- going to turn into the thing? <laughs> so Tan had brought back a couple boxes of ammo and his rifle, and he had told his dad that there was some kind of animal in the forest because he didn't think his dad would believe him if he said it was Goatman. He says that this cousin is supposed to be coming down in a few hours, and that in the morning we can all go back to his place, and his cousin will drive us home. Uh, I love that David isn't attempting a southern accent at no. this point. Even even though the story doesn't require a southern accent. No. <laughs> I like that you're not attempting it. Nope. Not, not uh, doing it. Not uh, doing it. Don't now, feel like it. Now that I'm really fucking terrified... But I at least feel better because we have, because, oh my god, because... You have to say this part in a southern accent. (laughs) (laughs) But at least I feel better because we can be... (laughs) But at least I feel better because we can be Americans and shoot the fuck out of whatever we want as (laughs) if it comes back. (laughs) If it's fun to come back. Oh... (laughs) But when my cousin gets into this huge argument with one of the girls because she thinks that I'm trying to be funny and prank them, and that's when she gets really scared and that I'm not funny. He keeps telling her that I'm not that kind of person, and she says, well, how the fuck? Uh, how? <laughs> oh, my God. How the fuck? 
you guys can hear how I'm just dying. I can, well, yeah, it fills me with glee. Well, how do we know the girl wasn't just Tanner in a wig, or if it's really <laughs> the goat man? How do we know that this <laughs> is the real Tanner and the goat man didn't just kill Tanner in the woods and take his gun? How do we know that girl wasn't just the goat man in a wig? <laughs> <laughs> How do, how, do we know, how do we know we're not all wearing wigs? <laughs> we did pass that wig hunt on the way here. <laughs> What's that called again? A wigwam? Oh, what? Yeah, you know the meanome. Oh, man. <laughs> so, Welcome to the meanome wigwam wig hunt. I think the warning you should post with this episode is that this story seems good, but we're all fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I'm doing fine. Uh, he said. I, 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 can, I can read fine. Do it, then. Obviously. I've never been we? able to. Yeah, I, okay, I'm, I got it. So we fucking get into a huge argument about this, where me and Tan are like, we could seriously be in danger because, at the very least, someone has been sneaking themselves into our fucking trailer without us knowing and mingling with us, and at worst, something bad is in the forest fucking with us. And probably making out with our cousins. And kissing our cousins. One of the girls ain't, is... Hmm? Ain't no one gonna fuck my cousin but me. <laughs> I want to get hitched and have kids with 11 toes. One of the girls is crying and saying she wants to go right now, and we're trying to tell her we shouldn't because none of us are walking through the woods in the middle of the night. At this point, the sun is starting to go down, and it's getting a little cloudy out. If we leave this trailer right now, the terrorists win. <laughs> uh, uh, we eat something and turn on the radio for a while, but we really can't get a station out there with anything decent, so we turn it off. Turn it off about the time that Tan's go. He was like 19, I think. At this point, the sun is just barely over the horizon. And we has one of those heavy do And he has one of those heavy-duty lanterns, <laughs> flashlights, and another rifle. He walks up to the trailer, and we whisper to Tan, asking if he's sure that his cousin... If he's sure that's his cousin, and he says yes. So I love that before we have like this in-depth uh, discussion of brats and brat math, and brats are like an important part of the story. Yeah. But now it's like, we eat something. Huh. They should be tracking their food rations, man. Come on. Yeah. Uh-huh. The guy. Go. The guy looks behind them and all around the camp and walks in. He kind of glances at all of us and looks a little confused. He says, where's your other little buddy at? I figured she would meet me up at the cabin. Is she a little slow or something? He also asked whether we had been cooking blood in the cabin because it smelled like blood and hot pans all the way up the trail. We were all like fucking nope. But we ask him what the fuck he's talking about with the girl he saw. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Holding? I'm holding and... The holder's of holding. What kind of dumb fuck question 
is, have you guys been cooking blood in here? <laughs> blood sausages. There you go. They were making brats. Uh, they like making German food. You know those black southerners and their and their German food. And their German blood sausage. Hey, I don't know what people do in the woods near Huntsville apart from getting to stories where they just keep See, starting. I do know what people do in the woods. They get started. They don't cook blood. <laughs> just out in the woods, cooking up some blood. <laughs> hey there, Tanner. You making your world-famous blood cakes? <laughs> blood pudding, blood sausages. Blood pancakes. I felt like... Made of blood! <laughs> Guys, we should felt... totally just read... This totally just turned into the day of all the blood. <laughs> just cooking up some... Ahi Dijon dickables in that in that goat blood. Peppermint dickables. Now, oh my god, I'm falling apart. Just fucking um, go. He had come down the same trail Tan had been using, and he comes up with one of those guys, buddy. One of you. Oh my god. One of one of you guys' buddies. Standing in the middle of the trail, looking at him slack-jawed, he he asked, he had asked if, oh my god, I cannot read. He asked, he had asked her a bunch of questions, but she all she did was just look at him. Then she smiled at him, and he just kept walking, and he said he kept walking. She couldn't seem to keep up with him and kept lagging a little behind him. He said he asked her if she was hurt or something and if she needed any help, but she continued to, uh, to stare. Eventually, he had been walking and turned around the bend of, uh, in a trail. But when he turned around... And went back to see if she was okay. The trail was empty. He'd assumed she'd taken some shortcut through the woods to our trailer. Oh my god, that was painful to get through without laughing. You're succumbing to the gas. We tell him the whole story of what's been going on. Uh, I half expected him to say we were full of shit. But he just listened and then sat down on the couches in the living room. Huh. 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 Tanner's cousin gets back to the girl. He says, when she had kept trying to lag behind him, it had kind of weirded him out. He weirded him the fuck out. So he tried to keep her in front of him. But no matter how slow he walked, she was always lagging a little behind. And then he smelled this nasty smell, and it got stronger as he got to the camp. Eventually it got really strong. She had said something really low that he didn't catch. When he had turned around, she had been right the fuck up on him, and he stepped back from her. The tense is Was weird it... in this one, because... Uh, 
I don't know how to feel about the tense. I think that I can excuse it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, I can too. It's just it, in in the state we're in right now, it does make it hard to read. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's, it's a four shan shit post, so of course it's going to be a little bit blah. It's harder um, to read things in Georgia, and we're all in Georgia right now. Georgia. We're all in Georgia, and it's and it's Georgia. snowing, and there are caribous outside. <laughs> Drinking their hot chocolate, Just their caribou hot chocolate, Georgian caribou hot chocolate. And we're ser- we've are we been serving up a steaming hot line. plate of peppermint dickables. Georgia. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to sing Georgia on my mind in the background for the rest of this. Georgia. That's cool. This isn't already a train wreck or anything. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry, Kyle. Kyle, we love you, buddy. Thank you. I hope you enjoy this episode. <laughs> it was I hope somebody point. enjoys this episode. Hmm. It was at this point that he asked her if she was okay, and if she wasn't, him to carry her back to the rest, uh, the rest of the way. And she just kept staring. He said he reached out for her as in to grab her shoulder on the shoulder. But he must have misjudged the distance because she was off to the side where he had put his hand like she had moved while he was looking dead at her. So at this point, we know this shit's real. Unless Tan is playing a joke, which we can tell he's not because he's almost pissing his pants. Tan pee pants. (laughs) Little tanny pee pants. (laughs) So the so they load up their rifles. We eat some more, and we just <laughs> and we just kind of sit around until about eleven. This fucking day. Every time I think about this, I really pray to God that it's some huge prank that my cousins played on me, and I just never realized. So I would shit. For, so I would shit for the rest of my life. Okay. At round eleven, the stink of copper turns into the actual nasty, gross, blood-like smell. Like cooking blood and singed hair. Tan and his cousin, Reese, get the fuck up instantly and grab the rifles. There's like a... God, I'm so inconsistent with this accent. There's like a half-knocking, half-clawing at the door. And I shit you not, there's this voice. And it sounds like when you see those YouTube cats and dogs whose owners teach them how to talk. It says in this halting, weirdly toned voice, let me the fuck in, stop fucking playing. That's a beautiful description. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that. Because it's yeah. horrifying. Don't teach your animals how to talk. That's awful. <laughs> it made my fucking nuts creep up against my body. And one of the girls just started crying and calling on Jesus. <laughs> a lot of Jesus crying, the, the women are doing in the story. Oh, Jesus, loudy Jesus. Um, it was so fucking obviously not a person talking. It didn't have the right cadence, and that's some shit that I never realized until that moment. But all people have a certain cadence when they talk, no matter what language. All people have a certain kind of rhythm to talking. Except for me, when I'm reading lines and I'm really tired, then I have no cadence to the way that I'm talking, and it doesn't sound believable at all. Are you Princess Cadence? <clears throat> the worst princess. Oh shit! I was I was having a talk with um some some uh 
mothers who didn't understand the whole like my little pony phenomenon and i was like yeah so there's twilight and uh she's the the princess of you know twilight and celestia she's the princess of the day and the sun and there's luna she's the princess of the night and uh, there's cadence she's the princess of selling pony toys to little girls (laughs) (laughs) this shit didn't have any kind of cadence or rhythm. One of those YouTube cats, that's what the fuck it sounded like outside the door. So now I'm in full-on terror mode. We keep yelling outside, Who is it? Stop fucking around, man. And it just keeps saying in, or let me the fuck in, for almost 15 minutes. And then we have a link to a YouTube video. There's a YouTube video. I'll put the audio in for people who want to hear it. It's Olaf Johnson. It's Cat Talk. Oh Don Piano So we know where this is. We know what this is. Uh it sounded like this almost, just not funny. Sorry for being on a tangent, but if you can't imagine how this shit sounded, then you can't imagine how fucked up the whole situation was. That I mean, it's important to understand that tangents are integral to Creepypasta. Mm-hmm. Getting distracted and just talking about inane bullshit is important to Creepypasta. Yeah, yep. so that's the point. of that's And that's, that, that's what this one's doing. It's doing it right. And is self-aware for apologizing for a tangent. Is it my turn to read? Yep. Yep. So then a smell goes away for a while. And for the next hour or so, you can hear someone basically creeping around in the woods and shit. Every couple of minutes, I'll come back into the door, come back into the door and say something. It'll come back to the door and say something. Finally, when the smell fades away, It's around 2 in the morning right now. Reese says, man, fuck this, and opens the door and walks outside with his rifle. He fires a shot into the air and says something to the effect of, in the name of Jesus Christ, go away. He fires two more times, and then from the woods right up against the river across from the trailer, it sounds like something is slowly gibbering and hooting. Gibbering jerker. (laughs) Come, jerker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now it's hooting. <laughs> it's like I'm imagining strong. it. I'm imagining it hooting like Popeye the Sailor Man, Popeye. with this like, oh man, oh. that's the last thing I need. Maybe to, that's to what the gibbering and hooting is. It's, the gibbering is just. It's the Popeye Popeye the Sailor Man, all one word. Not Goatman. Papa the Sailor Man. <sighs> Whose turn is it? It's yours. You. Oh. Then it starts screaming, and it sounds like almost uh, sound almost like a woman and a cat and a bag screaming together. Oof. Like, I seriously have never heard any shit like that, and you can't hear the brush over that way start to shake. And you can, and I you can hear this brush. Over there, that way, sort of shit. 
Reese fires into the tree line and then starts backing into the house. So the grammar there was abhorrent. It makes no sense. Cool. <clears throat> we lock the door, and we can hear this shit keening and screaming. Reese says something had come out of the bushes, super low to the ground and crawling toward the cabin. He had shot at it. Pretty much, that was how the rest of the night went. It was literally screaming constantly for the next two hours, and we could hear shit moving in out into the tree line, but it never came back up to the cabin until everyone had finally fallen asleep. Oh, Tan Jesus. had been sitting in the chair watching the door with his rifle. Nobody else heard or saw it, and he told me two days later, after the whole thing was over. He said he'd been nodding off after the screaming and noises finally stopped, and he had been almost asleep when he saw someone come out of the bathroom and lay down in the middle of the floor and go to sleep. He just assumed it was one of us, and he had nodded off. Then he said he kind of realized something was wrong, and while pretending to be sleeping, he counted us. There were nine people in the cabin. He basically didn't want to try and shoot the fucking thing in the cabin and, and have it kill us and then uh, kill us all then and there. Or have Reese wake up and start shooting and then we kill ourselves. So he just stayed awake all night, pretending to be asleep. He said sometimes it would stand up and kind of do this weird jittery thing or heave like it was laughing, but then it would just lay back down, lay down, uh, lay back down. Mm, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. The story closes pretty weak, because from my perspective, nothing happened. We woke up, and I noticed that Tan was a little jittery and that he was avoiding looking at all of us. But we ate some breakfast, packed up, and started walking to his house. He stayed last in the cabin and said he'd lock up and bring me my uncle's keys to just start walking and he'd catch up, which I didn't really want to fucking do. We got a little bit up the path, and when he came back running up, basically we just jogged back to his house. His cousin took us home. There was a window in the bathroom. Tan had gone back to lock up and looked in there. We were too stupid to lock a screenless window. The window was fucking open when he went in there. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it had been doing that all along waiting for us to fall asleep or slip up and then getting in among us. It walked with us all the goddamn way back to his house, and then he said it lagged to the back of the group and looked him dead in the eyes before walking into the woods. Ooh. We did it! We sure did. We managed to make what is actually a really unsettling and interesting story that is very... Uh, well-conceived sound like utter garbage through shitty reading. We sure did, buddy. We sure did. I'd like to dub this episode Blunder Cooked Analysis. Um, where we just... Not not Punder Cooked Analysis? So let's do the freshness ratings, guys. Let's talk about this one for a second. Uh, what's it doing? What it, what it does well? It sets mood, sets tone. Creepy stuff happens, but it's never. Again, like. It doesn't. 
go over the top. It when it delivers the the creep factor, it delivers it right. Now the thing crawling around and screaming and all that, I'm sure that's scary in context. For me, the parts that are unsettling is just knowing that it slipped in among them and is doing whatever. It doesn't even seem to have any intention yeah. except to just hang out with them. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's trying to sow distrust in some ways. Mm-hmm. I, I bet it does have some sort of intention. It just doesn't know... what Whatever its intentions are aren't fully revealed. Uh-huh. Um. But you have to have, whenever you're having stuff vague, there still has to be an arc, and the story does have an arc to it. Right. Yeah. Now, do we know who wrote this? I mean, clearly it's a Nancy's Goatman story, but a Nancy is a trickster spider god from Africa, so I mean, I don't know if we can... I think it was actually posted by the NRA, because <laughs> guns and America... <laughs> No, I, I like this a lot. Um, I like that it's called the Goatman story, but it's not really about the Goatman at all. Yeah, that's it, it's just kind of a it's kind of a group paranoia thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all start calling it the Goatman because one person says it's the Goatman, but it's really not. And uh, yeah, I actually kind of like in group group, par- group paranoia is really the theme of this story. Definitely. I actually really like that it feels like everything that's happening in the story is almost kind of secondhand. Like, we're getting it from Anansi, or presumably Anansi, and then he doesn't get to see the goat man much. I mean, other people get more have more specific encounters than him, except for that one time they see the girl with her back to them, you know? So, otherwise, he's hearing things secondhand, so he doesn't get to experience, like, miss the, the near miss on the trail or any other stuff that happens. He's just sort of articulating the experience as best he can. And some stories that would be awkward, but here it works, I think, to the story's credit, because it's also giving the idea that some people are telling, are saying some things, and you're not sure who to believe, and then it's making people more and more uneasy. And uh, There's a lot going for this story. I really like it. And yeah. I'm... And this is a weird compliment. I'm happy no one dies in this, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a big one, actually, because sometimes death um, is cheap. A, a lot of the times I feel that uh, the, the goal of these kinds of stories isn't necessarily to be scary, but to be horrifying. Um, this story is legitimately scary. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it, it does cause that paranoia in your own mind when you're reading it. We we I feel like we all kind of sobered up a, a bit toward the end when it was actually creeping around the cabin and screaming and talking like a weird cat or whatever, you know? And I was telling this to you, David, I think. I, I almost I almost sometimes appreciate the realism of this sort of ending more, where the ending is just like and then it's over. But that was fucked up, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's uh that's that we were we were discussing this. Uh, I remember we talked about this, and I was going, "Yeah, that's my thought exactly." You can just end a story with going, "Yeah, that was just a weird thing that happened to me," and it's it's like nothing to write home about except for because like, would you really go out and tell a story like this hugely if someone like close to you died or something like that? Yeah, it wouldn't have the same tone to it. You would, I don't know, it, it might lose some believability. But I mean, I don't want to say like 
no story where someone dies in it can ever should I mean shouldn't be taken seriously, but no, no, exactly. But here, where it's just this is a strange thing that happened. Like it, it's perfect for for an X board story, I think. You know. Yeah. So, um, it, it the story benefits from having an ending where it's just kind of over. No one dies. No one is presumably no one is scarred for life. But uh, everyone, everyone sort of learns a pseudo lesson out of it. Yeah. Don't make brats in the woods, yeah. or you'll attract a goat man. Also, if you smell cooking blood, just kind of assume something fucked up is going on. <laughs> just assume that Leatherface is around the corner. <laughs> Not just... Don't just poke your uh, head and be like, Hey, y'all, cooking blood in here? <laughs> <laughs> Smells like a good old-fashioned blood cooking. <laughs> this is nothing uh, like a good old fashioned blood cooking to get the blood boiling. I love how um, they they are <laughs> rightly they're rightly afraid Fuck of you. hillbillies as well. Anyway, uh, let's let's discuss freshness ratings. Uh, I give this uh, five blood sausages out of six bratwursts. I give this story out of Zickables. I will give this story 9 out of 10 uh, of Dr. Samuel Tran's corn-fed wood-fried Dickables. (laughs) I I think um, 9 out of 10 is not a... Uh, unfair assessment of of this story if we're going to go on that kind of rating system. Yeah, I'd say so too. This is a this one is a this one is a spread around, shared around for a reason. This is a this yeah. is a classic. How does it? Um, I want to actually bring this up too in terms of the criterion for an Ashcan story. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's there's nothing about the story that is unrealistic at all. Cool. Even the elements that uh, would be supernatural esque are not beyond. Well, are, are, there's enough believable. There's enough believable there that you're willing to kind of accept. Oh, some freaky shit is happening. Yeah, the, the unbelievable. <laughs> probably the most unbelievable thing. Probably the most unbelievable thing about this story is the picture that was posted alongside it. Yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah. glowing eyes in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just I figure um when we get to a story that's good and and captures this, we should we should note mostly for the sake of of keeping the idea alive of what Ashcan horror is supposed to represent uh, as we, you know, attempt to do a little bit of a genre shift here. Uh where a story succeeds and if it if it's succeeding in doing Ashcan style. So all of the things about the story that we were really complimenting are qualities that I think exemplify it for Ashcan horror. Mm-hmm. Or what we would formally call the creepypasta that we like. <laughs> so Ashcan kids, take note. The Nancy's Goatman story is a fine example of the kind of realist horror 
that you should be aspiring to. Because parts of it are clumsy, but they're clumsy in a way that a person would write a story. Mm -hmm. To get the ideas out there, to not idealize them, like this is what happened. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm glad we read a story. I'm glad we read a, a good story again. It's not always nice to do that every so often, you know? Well, we came off of four good stories. That's true, actually. Uh, just prior to this, we did all the uh, the Pokepasta challenge. And actually, as of this recording, we, uh, or as the time this recording gets posted, we are in the midst of another challenge. Yes, we are. The uh, the Santa challenge is what we are calling it. Yes. TM. TM. You want to fill Trademark. the uninitiated in on the Santa challenge? Cool. The Santa challenge uh, has a word limit that, you know, you will know about <laughs> if, you, if you go watch this video that we're linking to now. Bam! Look at that, uh, or listen to that. If, if if we're if we're if we're on you if you're listening to this on YouTube, if you're podcasting um, this or Stitchering this or whatever, uh, well, Google it. Well, Google. You. <laughs> you know where to find us. There will be links. I'll share it. It's the challenge to write me a story that makes Santa scary. There will be links. There will be bratwurst. There will be blood. Ugh, a steaming hot plate of peppermint decables. There will be blood cooking in a pan in the woods. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm gonna Man, this was dumb. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at bendunetwork.com.